Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. And joining us today, we're catching up with Hector Costello, who is the principal of Freshwater Christian College. We thought we'd uh, unpack a bit of his story today. How are you doing, Hector? Oh, good, thanks, Matt. Good, thanks, Michelle. Nice to talk to you. Now, yeah. mate, we wanted to unpack a bit of your story today. Tell sure, us yeah. what was like for you. What was life like for you as a young fellow? Where were you born and raised, and what kind of family upbringing did you have? Yeah, so I was uh, I was born in Brisbane, but I really was raised all across the state. My dad was a uh, primary school principal with uh, in the public system, and we moved around various places in the state. Um, I was brought up in a really uh, a loving, caring household. Uh, probably what you call a religious household, but a lot of really good values. But uh, what was really interesting about my family is I had a disabled brother who was very disabled. Um, and that really, you know, uh, in those days, there was no support, especially living in rural areas. So I guess the, um, you know, our family was different, but my mum and dad, especially my mum's sort of undying love for my brother, sort of really implanted something in uh, in my spirit and uh, in my life, you know about commitment and love. So you know it was really a precious upbringing, although it was difficult for us at the time. But we moved around a lot every two or three years. My dad would get transferred, so um, that wasn't easy as well. I never made friends, but uh, saw a lot of the countryside. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure times have certainly changed uh, for, for your family, uh, knowing yeah. the services that we have today for people who do have some kind of a disability. But I've no. always wanted to know, Hector, about yeah. your surname and if it has any connections uh, in your family line with the Italian or the Irish community. Because every time I hear your name, I think Costello. Yeah. It sounds Italian. And I've heard that, uh, that the surname is sort of... Irish, Italian. Any any connections in the family history? Yeah, no, my I know well. We actually come from uh, Ireland, the Ireland side of it. But um, I was actually in um, in Italy over Christmas. Went to a restaurant in um, in uh, south of Rome. Really fantastic restaurant, and, and the guy there spoke very good English. And he saw my name. And he said, "Oh, you're from Sicily," you know. So I said, <laughs> "Oh, no, actually from Ireland." He said, "No, Sicily." You know, that's that's a really common name in Sicily, and I've even had, um, you know, an Italian answer a phone at a restaurant here and um, say, oh, that's, that's Costello, you know, that's, uh, that's Italian. I said, no, I'm actually Irish, so it's very confusing. <laughs> but I, I know the village that I come from in the 1880s, my great-grandfather migrated from a little village near Galway. So it is a, quite a confusing name. Oh, well, thank you. you. You've uh, you've fed my curiosity. <laughs> I've been wondering about your surname for a while. It comes from both places. There's Costellos in Ireland and in Italy. And are you related to Peter Costello and Tim Costello at all? <laughs> I'm not sure. There's some thought we may be, but it would be way back. Um, I get well, to ask that question a lot, especially when... Uh, Prior to 2007. <laughs> and we'd love to know a bit more of your story. So uh, yeah. I understand you've got a bit of a prodigal son story and uh, and you had yeah. a, a pretty serious car accident when you were a young yeah. fella. Tell us what happened. Yeah, listen, I uh, I went to university from home, moved down from uh, 
hinterlands of Sunshine Coast and kind of uh, down to UQ and my life sort of went off the rails a bit somewhat without going to lots of details and I suppose you could say I got lost in lots of things. I got involved in uh, radical student politics a bit. I came from quite a political family. And um, listen, I ended up sort of dropping out and uh, coming up to Cairns in in 1970s and I guess at that stage you know I had a lot of lot of God and a lot of wonderful principles in my life and the family and the loving family I, I grew up in so the seed was there by that stage I, I'd really had enough and really went looking for something at that stage I was looking for all sorts of other things in Eastern philosophy and Western philosophy and that philosophy and the last thing I thought I'd find my answer was in the Lord but uh, I guess in Cairns in 1974 I had actually a quite potentially could have been a fatal accident on the Coranda Range here, if you know what that is. And I, I came off a motorbike on the range, so, and, uh, you know, badly messed up my arm, but it, it shook me up and really said, I, I felt almost, not not visibly, uh, not audibly, but I felt God sort of say to me inside, that's why I'd interpret now, you know, I've got a plan for your life. And um, I actually got a really strong uh, attachment to cans, and I made up my mind, well, I know how to straighten my life up. I'll go back to university, complete my studies. And, um, yeah, but uh, it sort of gave me an attachment to Cairns, which God used 10 years ago to call me to this position. And then I understand uh, there's a, a well-known evangelist named Vince mm. Esterman, who's a mutual friend of ours, who yeah. uh, spent 18 months witnessing to you in, in, in Brisbane until you actually, you were a really tough nut to crack, apparently. You're yeah. a hard case. Tell us, tell us about how you how you finally gave your heart to the Lord. I actually met Vince straight after I came back from Cairns and went back to university. I met him. Uh, we had a mutual interest, which was playing cricket, and I, I met him at a cricket net through my brother, actually. So then we, um, you know, we just started. He just started to share with me his faith, and uh, he's even then he was a pretty fired up guy, and he still is. But uh, he really persevered with me. I suppose I was. Uh, I try to intellectualise. You know, how, how can I how can I prove God exists in my mind? And eventually, through through Vince and his his persistence, and really, you know, we just kept playing cricket and we used to go fishing. He was just a really good friend of mine. At the same time, never stopped, uh, you know, verbally witnessing to me. But I guess I came to the point where I saw in them what I was looking for. And uh, I eventually got to the point, well, I'm going to step into this. I'm going to take the big step of faith and, um, you know, trust my heart and not my head. I think, um, you know, we can try to look at uh, things logically, to work things out logically, but we know that uh, the first point we've got to do is to find God in our heart. And uh, one Sunday night, Vince led me to the Lord at um, Christian Life Centre, which was then... um, down the city somewhere, I think, from Chandler's Church, Pastor Trevor. And I had an amazing, amazing experience. I, my whole life changed that night. I really experienced the love of God in a way that I, I can't even properly put into words, except that uh, in that moment of time, my life got turned around totally. And uh, that's nearly 40 years ago, the end of this year. I just and, love um, that. I'm um, still enjoying it. <laughs> love that, Hector. And it all began in the cricket nets. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. God can start uh, reaching us wherever we are. That's right. No, yeah. I've, I've been going through a lot of soul searching. Really, look, asking the questions that, you know, are scary to ask if you don't know the answer. Why do I exist? What is, what is this life about? Those basic 
questions of philosophy, you know, what's the meaning of life, what can we know? So they're scary uh, questions, you can't find an answer to them. And joining us today, we're catching up with Hector Costello, who is the principal of Freshwater Christian College. So was it after uni then that you shifted back to Cairns straight away or what was the mm. progress back to Cairns? I actually ended up teaching on the Sunshine Coast, went into teaching, finished my degree. I, my dad always loved teaching and it was always something I probably really wanted to do. So um, I eventually moved from Brisbane in the early 80s to the Sunshine Coast where I spent 25 years actually teaching in firstly you know, public school there and then I guess everything changed in the early 90s when I um, moved into Christian schooling. It was like my whole career started again. It had uh, total meaning and purpose. And then in 2006, I, I moved up here as a you know, deputy principal's role to eventually uh, become the principal after six months. So at that point, I really felt that I'd found God's calling in my life. I had a, a sense of calling to ministry. Perhaps I... Um, had opportunities to move into um, you know, pastoral ministry in church, but really the day I took over here and nearly 10 years ago this month, I, um, no, nine years ago, I, I felt, God, this is where I'm meant to be. Mm. And um, I guess that early experience in Cairns was part of the deal. I, I love this place. It's just a beautiful part of the world. And, you know, it's one of those little hooks that you have inside you that draw you um, to where you're meant to be. Now, Hector, I'd just love to backtrack a little bit because I think Rochelle's yeah. going to be fascinated about this part. So yeah. Vince Esterman, the guy that yeah. led you to the Lord, uh, you know, you, you said it took about 18 months to two Probably years. a little bit longer, maybe only two years. Maybe two years. Until, months to two years, yeah. And, and that you were his first ever convert. And, yeah. and this is a man that's led thousands of people to the uh, to the Lord all over the world. Right. Now yeah. he's actually quite well known for street evangelism in Paris, right. in and Paris, yeah. he, he draws he draws cartoons when he evangelises. Yes. Just just tell us a bit about how he does this because it's so clever. Yes, look, I've uh, I've actually witnessed him doing it in Paris, um, probably about ten years ago, maybe a bit longer. I went over there to visit him, and he actually. It's really clever because he starts just doing these cartoons and sketches and he, at that point, you know, he doesn't mention anything about the Lord, he doesn't mention anything about God. He starts describing the story. I know one of the ones he does is about Mickey Mouse and uh, with the sort of street culture of Paris, you know, with people, you know, there's a lot of street theatre and street performers there. So what happens, people gather around and then he, uh, he then halfway through starts bringing in about whether it's about God or the, the purpose of life, what tends to happen then is the people who are not interested will move away, but the people who are stay there. So it basically means you don't have this sort of antagonism of face-to-face uh, -face confrontation. You know, you have this thing that attracts them, then the ones who aren't open move away, but the ones who are, they stay there. So... Um, it's brilliant what he does. It's just really brilliant. So. Wow. That's so unique. I've never heard yeah. anyone evangelising that way. I'd say we need mm. to get this guy on we the do. air. We do. We need to track down Vince, absolutely. <laughs> Honestly, he's on La Reunion in the Indian Ocean now, so he's still <laughs> sketchboarding there. So he, he's planted a number of churches all around those islands uh, recently, hasn't he? He has. He's, he's also got opportunities. Because I, I reconnected with him sort of 12 months ago. I lost a bit of contact with him, but we're connected up again and... Um, my wife and I, you know, help support his ministry and um, because really he's the one who's sort of brought me to the Lord and persisted. So I've sort of got the point of selling back into his ministry now, which I'm really 
blessed to do. Yeah, look, he's um, on he's on Reunion Island, but he also has outreaches on Mauritius, and now they're um, I think they're planting in uh, Madagascar, which is French speaking. And joining us today, we're catching up with Hector Costello, who is the principal of Freshwater Christian College. Your school, Freshwater Christian College, is very passionate about missions. Uh, And you've recently been up in Cooktown with a team from your school doing outreaches in public schools. What a a great outreach. Yeah, no, we did. We got into the public school in the afternoon, but we went to the Christian school there, which was great, in the morning. And then we got to the public school in the afternoon and our chaplain, Carla, who's just a wonderful asset to our college, she, she sort of said to the school, you know, what we're going to do, and, you know, hoping they were okay with it, and some classes came across to this hall across the road in the, afternoon, in the afternoon, and we presented, you know, the presentation to them, which was, it's a story of the, the acting out of Cinderella, then with a Christian message on the end of it, which is, you know, makes it very attractive. So, And then in the, uh, the evening, we were able to, to go to, um, to a combined youth meeting, in um, so all the churches in Cooktown, and that was really well attended. But um, last year we actually got an opportunity to go away to Georgetown with the group, which is Georgetown. It's probably three, four hundred k southwest of Cairns. That was to a public school. Spent a day there, and they were really wrapped in what we did. So. That's really incredible to hear, Hector, considering, uh, yeah. you know, the debates amongst, uh, you know, the, the government and the public community to do with chaplains in public schools and things right, like that. Yeah. The fact that yeah. you guys have been able to go in, invited yeah. into public schools and actually yeah. share these kind of messages, God must yeah. be doing something great within, uh, you know, the hearts of the students at your school. Yes, he is. It's great. We call it, um, it's our drama teacher runs it. It's called G-Force. Um, and, you know, we... Um, the kids are really committed to it. They practice a lot. So what they produce is really quality, which I think is really important. If you go out into the public place, you've got to really put the work in so that what you produce is is a standard that'll, um, you know, give credit to Jesus, really, I suppose. And that's probably my whole motto for our school. I've always wanted to just have a school that honours Jesus in our city in, and- in all that we do, you know, not just what we say, but the quality of what we do. And I know that you've been able to go further afield as well and, and take students over to Nepal. Is it the same kind of thing that you do there? Yeah, a little bit different. What the uh, students do there, they go and work in a Christian school there and, um, you know, there's, you know, do some practical stuff, take some um, workshops with the kids. So we went last year. We just, just nearly didn't make it with the earthquake, but uh, we got a clearance to go from the DFAT website <laughs> Um, after the big earthquake there, and that was a real blessing to them over there. So we're already planning for next year's. So in September next year, we'll be taking another team there. The kids, like like always happens on mission trip, they came back, you know, really changed so much so that some of the students who left after year 12 now want to come back next year with us, which we're <laughs> looking into the feasibility of that, and and uh, probably will will um, yeah readily take some of them over. Well, it's a wonderful ministry you're a part of at Freshwater. I really enjoyed visiting recently and I could really yeah. see the culture of, uh, you know, Christ-likeness in the school and among the teachers. Uh, it's a, a wonderful ministry you're a part of. It's good to hear a bit of your story today, Hector. Uh, yeah, we reckon you're a history maker, mate. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks a lot and uh, thanks for coming up. We really enjoyed having you. And, uh, yeah, thanks for the time today. Great thanks, to Hector. You. Thanks, mate. God bless. Okay. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv.
There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials, and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's Word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor.